0: Hello and welcome into the Gotta Be Saints podcast. I'm your host, Brendan Gotta. Join me each week as I tackle life's most important question, how do I become a saint? You are listening to part two of my talk with Benj Claire titled The Pros and Cons of Pornography. Well, to, to what you're talking about, Benj, I heard you speak, as I said earlier, at A Theology on tapping. And one of the things you talked about, if you don't mind talking about it a little here, is is confession. You know, as a, as sure. Catholics, we are so blessed, you know, beyond belief that we have the sacraments, especially, you know, the ability to have our sins forgiven. Um, but I, I remember you talking about how at times it, it could be um, almost seen. I think you shared a number that sometimes Catholics are less likely to overcome an addiction than uh, our Christian brothers or sisters or people who uh, don't have a faith background. Can you speak a little bit to that? I know I didn't ask you this question beforehand, so I don't know if you remember. Sure. You're uh, good.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in that document that you can find at covenantice.com slash porn stats. Um, but I don't have it off the top of my head. What I do know, what what's kind of vaguely coming to my mind is it's about like, Christians can struggle for like 30% longer or something like that with this issue. I can't remember exactly the point of it is statistically Christians can actually struggle more with this than non-Christians. And while they don't exactly know why, what was thought to be the answer from these researchers was that Christians can feel a lot more guilt and a lot more shame because you got God. I mean like you got God there. And so it's not just like, let's say you're an atheist and you don't have God. You're like, well, I messed up, you know, but this is about me getting better, you know. So I'm going to get up and I'm going to pick myself up. You know, the Christian heaps on that extra guilt uh, and a Catholic mortal sin, you know, of look at what I've done. And there's nothing wrong with feeling sorrow for our sins. But what it shows is oftentimes we wallow in that. We wallow in our own failure more than we accept um and rejoice in the glory of god right like and i think i think that that's the point behind that you know um are you more afraid of your fallibility or are you more hopeful in your sanctity in jesus would be a great way to put that you know
0: can you say that one more time um, and i keep asking you to repeat you're, yeah you're no no saying no great keep things
1: sweet. yeah yeah i think as is catholics as Christians. A lot of times we're more afraid of our own fallibility than we are hopeful in our sanctity in Jesus, you know? And so that's, that's the thing. Are we wallowing in our own sin more than we're accepting the mercies of God? Right.
0: Amen. Well, I, and I know I can speak, you know, on a, on a personal level. Um, You know, I, as I said, you know, fortunately enough pornography has not been, my sin but you know i still struggle with sexual sin and just sin in general and i can tell you to your point of what you're talking about there is a there's been a reversal is not the right word but there has been a greater understanding in my own life of the lord's mercy um just even how i look at my own failures and i think it comes with with grace and um, self-knowledge and humility um to come to understand that just because I still fail in so many areas, I, I've come to, to be a little more comfortable in those failures, not to a point where I, I look at it lackadaisically and say, it's fine, this is who I am, but I've come to understand that God's grace and mercy is greater than anything I could ever do, and I'm confident in that. You know, To what you were saying, I think that there is a need and a calling Um, For anyone who wants to overcome this sin or any sin, you have to have a confidence in his mercy and love, because without that, you're going off of your own accord, and no matter how strong your willpower is, you will fall at some point. Pride comes before the fall. Um, It will catch up to you.
1: Um, Yeah. I think it's a question fundamentally of where we're looking, you know, like, where are you looking? Are our eyes fixed? Are my eyes? Are your eyes fixed? On God or on ourselves, right? Like if your eyes are fixed on God, um, St. Bernard of Clairvaux has, he talks about how love grows. And at first, it's a selfish love. We love ourselves first, right? We want what's good for ourselves. Then we come to love others. Then we come to love God. And then we come to love ourselves for love of God. That's his four steps. I love myself. I love others, I love God, and then I come to love myself for love of God. So like if we're looking at the Lord, we'll find that the Lord is looking at us, and he, he takes care of our needs, he acknowledges our faults, and he calls us greater. But if we get stuck in the self-love and just, I'm not good enough, I need to be better, I need to improve, look at all the ways that I failed, we never actually see ourselves as we are because we don't see ourselves as God sees us. And we also never grow in love. Like we never grow to the point where we're living a healthy enough life to where pornography doesn't have any place. We just get so focused on our own failures that we get, we get, we get stuck in them. I get stuck in them, you know, and this isn't, that's not an issue I've overcome. Um, but it's something we're called, we're called as Christians to overcome. Where are you looking? You know, are you looking at yourself Are you looking at others or are you looking at God, you know, and um, and, so, you know, a simple question like that can be helpful to overcoming pornography or any type of addiction.
0: Mm, amen. Um, so for, for some of the people who are listening to this, you know, they're saying or, or maybe they haven't even turned on this talk because they're thinking, well, I don't struggle with this there's a high likelihood that somebody in their life is struggling with this. And for some people it, it's, you know, a loved one, it's either their spouse or their boyfriend or girlfriend or their best friend or, you know, someone close to them. How, how can someone support someone in this outside of what we've already discussed? Um, yeah. How can they provide that love and support that they need? I know you've even talked about um, finding someone to, to be uh, your, your partner or uh, you know, your, your buddy in all of this, but maybe not in that way, but if you could speak a little bit about support.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Great, 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 great question. So the first thing I would say is that you should learn about this issue because, because I totally agree with you, Brendan, there's a high likelihood someone in your life is struggling with this currently or will in the future. They're probably struggling with it now and you just don't know. So the more you can learn the better, you know, get on things. Um, you know, I mean, you don't need to. I'm just going to mention some things. You don't necessarily have to write all these down in the notes. But Covenant has a lot of resources. Fight the new drug. I know you and I, Brennan, were joking about that organization before, just because I'm wearing a shirt about it. And you said, "I didn't know we were wearing our fight the new drug shirts."
0: Yeah, sorry, so, to fight the new drug. Mine's my mine are in the closet, but um, yeah, I'm wearing them in in my head.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and um strive21.com that I mentioned earlier, go through it yourself if you're not struggling. You know, learn. What are the steps that it takes? So first thing I would say is learn, get educated. Second thing I would say if you're trying to support a loved one is identify yourself as someone in your family or in your community who talks about this issue. I if I anyone out there in the crowd, if I said to you, who could you talk about, who could you talk to about anything, right? I said, Who could you talk to? about, um, you know, infertility, who could you talk to about theological things? Who could you talk to about plants? You would know in your head right away who you could talk to and who you couldn't. So the question is, who do you know in your life who you could talk to about pornography? And what you want is when somebody wrestles with this issue, they know they can talk to you about it. What does that look like? That looks like because you're educated, taking opportunities when you see pornographic content, because you're going to see it on movies and songs, on billboards, or if you hear different things or people struggling, you say, you know, pornography is a real issue. A lot of people really suffer with it. I wish people knew they could find healing. And like, if anyone ever struggles, like, please, everyone in this car, let's say in a car, tell them they can come talk to me. Now, everyone in that car knows if they struggle, you could go to them. The last thing I would say is to be an advocate for their own healing. That comes out of being educated about it. an advocate listens, an advocate understands, an advocate doesn't judge, and then an advocate looks from a little bit more of a distant view and says, you're sharing with me this, would this be helpful? Here, let me get you the contact information. Call this if you need it. So get educated, identify yourself as a member of the community who could talk about this and be an advocate, one who listens and helps advocate for the healing of your loved ones. And that could look like programs on their phone. That could look like counseling. That could look like them getting out and talking to more individuals, their friends in the community about their issue. That could look like going to support groups that could look like advocating that they get a book to read, strengthening their prayer life, strengthening their workout routine, eating healthier, getting out, getting active, any healthy lifestyle change will help someone overcome negative things in their life. Right? But if it's so negative of a thing, you also need to focus specifically on that and get healing directly for that. Um, is what, so hopefully that was clear enough. So those are some things I would say.
0: That was great. Thank you. I appreciate it. You, you've kind of already hit on this, but is there, is there a deep-rooted thing that you think has caused men and women in our world today uh, to grasp for this? Uh, not only to to make it a part of uh, a one-time thing or a multiple-time thing uh, but it's become so ingratiated in who they are is there is there anything that you can speak to that uh, that you haven't already or maybe it goes with what you've already said of why uh, it's got that hold on people on men and women in our
1: world oh yeah great question great question um You know, I think it's so interesting. I see this as divine grace. I see this as a movement of the Holy Spirit. That at a time when we have technology like we've never had technology before, we also have psychology like we've never had psychology before. You know, um, we now have in this pandemic, I'm not talking about COVID-19. I'm talking about a greater and more damaging pandemic than COVID-19. Yes, I'm actually saying that emphatically is true. I would go to... I would. Go to bat for that. I would die for that statement right there. This porn just porn.
0: in, this is a bigger deal than COVID-19. So absolutely. Take, your, take your masks off and listen in.
1: <laughs> Keep the masks on, maybe, depending. But um, yeah. If you're not no,
0: here in your car, you don't need a mask if you're in your own car.
1: It absolutely is. Right now, right now in your in your own household, in your own household, you may probably don't, but you might have someone who's who's suffering from COVID-19. You might know someone, right? I guarantee you, you know someone, and there's probably someone in your household who has been negatively affected by pornography. I guarantee it. I guarantee you know someone. You don't know they have it or have struggled with it, but I guarantee you know someone. Um, I don't guarantee you know someone with COVID-19. This is a huge pandemic. And so What the, what the grace is, is in the time of this pandemic, just like now we have modern medicine for COVID-19. We also have modern psychology. What we've recognized is that, and we've caught, we've named it this. And now there's so much more I could say about whether pornography is addictive. I will say, yes, it is. There's some people who say, no, it is not. Um, I just want to say this, the world health organization classifies sexual addiction as an addiction. And, um, The APA, the American Psychiatric Association, classifies internet gaming as an addiction. However, neither of them classify pornography as an addiction. So what I want to say is, on the world level and on the American level, pornography is not officially recognized as a psychological disorder, but internet gaming and sexual addiction are. Why do I say that? Because I think if internet gaming and sexual addiction are, we can say pornography is because it's just sex on the internet more or less, right? I I think it's very fair. I think it's very reasonable to say that. So um, what we know is why is this so attractive? Why do people keep going back and back and back? Because this, sex is one of, it's one of the most pleasurable things we encounter in our life on a physical level. So the body keeps going after that. Essentially it's dopamine, it's serotonin, it's oxytocin. It's a bunch of neurochemicals that get fired um, that makes sexuality feel good, right? It makes us want to partake in sexual things. Basically, pornography hijacks that, and it gives it to you quick all the time, as much as you want, as much as you want, in a lot of different variety, and it gets the brain hooked on that. So the reason we keep going back and back and back and back is because it really is an addiction, and um, you can find out more about that information at truthaboutporn.org. Truthaboutporn.org has a lot of scientifically um, proven, studied, peer-reviewed journal studies about um, the, the addictive nature of pornography. Wow.
0: Well, thank you. Now, uh, looking at the at the time, um, I don't want to keep you forever. So, I I guess I want to ask you: Do you have any final thoughts on on this topic? I know you said to me before, you could talk about this all day, and I think you know, uh, I could I could talk about it for a while myself. So, is there anything that you think is just necessary for the men and women who might listen to this for them just to hear? Anything that you, you know, your top key points that you're like, anytime I talk about pornography, I want to say X, Y, or Z?
1: Yeah. Um, there's one more resource I haven't mentioned that's just dynamite. And um, I know Brendan will include it in the notes, um, but uh, it's called protectyoungeyes.com. And that's like the parental source for what a parent can do to help their kids. Um, It tells you every device, what you can do, your parental controls. So that's one thing I haven't mentioned. They also have a blog on there with great information. And it's also in Spanish and many other languages. So protectyoungeyes.com for parents, if there's any parents listening. Um, And also just for yourself, it's a great way to go on and learn what control and access you have over your devices. The very last thing I wanna say is that um, Jesus didn't come to seek and save the found, but the lost. So if you feel lost, uh, if you feel unworthy, if you feel uh, like you've sinned so much, you can't be forgiven. If you feel like you're trapped and you can't get out, if you feel like you're not good enough, if you feel like you could never do anything right, you're exactly the person God came for. And I emphatically want to declare that because you don't feel that. And that's why Jesus came. You don't know that. And that's why Jesus came, you know? So if you feel any of those ways, if you feel in the slightest degree, negative uh, toward yourself, you have poor identity, poor self image, whatever Jesus came for you. And there's grace right around the corner. All you have to do is ask. All you have to do is ask. And I guess the very last thing I'll say is I'm happy, Brennan. And if anyone wants to reach out to you after seeing this podcast or, Anyone wants to contact me, um, you can just email B-K-L-A-R-E at CatholicCincinnati.org, and I'd be more than happy to connect you with uh, with every resource you might need to to experience the healing that God has for you. So thank you so much for having me on the show, Brennan. I don't know if there's nice. anything else. I really appreciate yeah. what you're doing. I think it's great.
0: I, I did, uh, just as you were saying that, I did uh, have <laughs> two more things I wanted to ask you. That great, I think you great, 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 on, great. Ask away. Um, how does the Bible? Does the Bible? Uh, is there anything? If someone is like, how can the Bible help me with this? Um, are there any key verses that you think? Uh, and I don't mean to put you on the spot, but um, that might be be helpful for people to to pray with. Or more more broadly, prayers. Is there any prayers that you think? You know, as as Catholics, it's like, look, these are things I turn to. Maybe not, you know, with with pornography specifically, but when I'm in when I'm facing temptation. You know, these are my go-to's and these are the weapons that I use to, uh, to engage in, in this
1: battle Oh yeah all right so I'm gonna start with the pastors I do know and then like by verse and then I'm gonna go by chapter and then I'll, I'll share a few others First 1 Corinthians 6 Paul talks about sexual immorality um, and he talks about um, our bodies are a temple of the Holy Spirit that's a beautiful passage second Romans 1. Um, It it talks about like sin, the fall into sin. And one of the first sins that the Lord gives us up to in our um, in our uh, impotence, really in our um, inordinately following our own desires over his is sexual morality. And it talks about um, that the Lord is perceivable in the natural world and we must encounter him and find him. So from a technical level or like specifically about this, I would say 1 Corinthians 6, Romans 1. I would also say there's obviously the passage in the New Testament. I don't know the verse, um, but, um, you know, whenever we look I mean, at it. You one, already told me, too, you're,
0: you're kind of killing the game. You're already a better Catholic than I am, but continue.
1: <laughs> well, keep in mind, I've been working at the shop for two years, so you kind of start collecting sexual, <laughs> like sexual quotes from the Bible. Um, you know, Christ says whenever we look at a woman lustfully in our heart, we've committed adultery. That's a good passage to pay, pray with because it's a great punch in the stomach. Um, and then two inspiring verses, because those aren't really inspiring. Um, the first is Psalm 51. Psalm 51 is David's cry out to the Lord for a clean heart, pure heart, after he's lusted after Bathsheba. Received and that rec- one in
0: confession before.
1: Oh, yeah. You'll see that around. You know, if you confess uh, any sexual sin, you probably got that, that one. And then the last one is, I can't remember it. Maybe you might know it, Brendan. It's a very famous passage from Isaiah Where um, the Lord, where Isaiah starts talking about a vision from the Lord that He will make a way in the wilderness, and there's a line in there that I love: "Behold, I bring forth something new. Do you not perceive it?" And I think to pray that question over your life: The Lord is bringing forth something new in your life. Are you so obstinate of heart that you don't perceive it? And my answer to that question is: Yes, Lord, I never see. I never see it. But help me to see it. You know, help me to see it. So. That's probably yeah. way more than you need. No,
0: no, no. That's beautiful. And and I think on on my end, um, I also you know you if if any of you guys have followed this Instagram page, you know that I um, have a love for the rosary and for the Divine Mercy chaplet. I love Faustina. She's one of uh, this this podcast's main saints. Pray the chaplet of Divine Mercy. Don't know the chaplet of Divine Mercy? Look it up. Reach out to me. I I think that is one of the most beautiful prayers, um, and then the Rosary, the Blessed Mother. I mean, literally, the best person for you and I to turn to um, when when looking to live a life of purity. I mean, she is the greatest example we have outside of her son um, of of somebody who just pursued chastity and, and lived it out. And so those those two prayers, um, and you know, you spoke about uh, just the reality is the people who are most deserving of the Lord's mercy are those who are most in need. And I think, you know, Faustina, if if you're looking for some good spiritual reading, read her her diary or just read passages of it. I mean, you can just type in on Google um, quotes from the diary of St. Faustina and each one of them you could go sit with in prayer for for quite a while and contemplate these words because they're the words of Jesus to to the saint and, and they're beautiful. And, um, you know, it, it, it's no coincidence. I think that St. Faustina was in the 20th century preparing us for what was to come in this 21st century that we are struggling so much with, with these sexual sins um, and, and just a disregard for um, the beauty of, of our sexuality and, and, and human life. And uh, the Divine Mercy Chaplet is a beautiful prayer to, to combat that uh, that egregious sin that we are are, are watching um, desolate our world today. Uh, I don't know if you have anything on on those prayers. Or- yeah, no, that's beautiful.
1: That's beautiful. The ones who uh, need it the most are who the Lord's grace is, is most for. I don't know, something, you said something like that. That was beautiful. Yeah, I totally agree. The Blessed Virgin Mary, uh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I need to have a greater devotion. I need to experience her love uh, and encounter the healing of Christ through her more powerfully in my own life. So what a great invitation. Thank you.
0: Well, so so do I. So that's why I
1: I mention it. Um,
0: Well, thank you so much, Benj. I do have the two, uh, the two follow-up questions, but I thank you for for this discussion for this dialogue. Um, I think that anyone who's listening uh, today is going to great, gain a lot from your insights um, and your just beautiful uh, thoughts on the matter. And uh, just remember, folks at home, you're not alone in this. The Lord loves you. No sin that you've committed is um, too much for his mercy. His mercy is endless. And so there's nothing that you could have done uh, that he is not able to to heal, redeem. and, And he wants your heart so badly. He wants to forgive you and he wants to bring you closer to him. Um, Benj, I asked you about saints. If you had to have a Mount Rushmore of saints—four, five, six, however many you want—maybe you're thinking of remodeling Mount Rushmore and adding a couple more heads. Um, what are your top saints? And if you want, give give explanation. Yeah. Why. you can just list them. It's up to you.
1: Yeah, I never heard of this question before. It was like it was—I thought it was so clever. What a great question. Um, so I looked up like online who the pets were on Mount Rushmore, because <laughs> I'm very educated. I mean uh, I can't not, tell you, so you're good. That was ironic. And this
0: is my question, so that tells you all you need to know.
1: Boom. Well, it was. Uh, so I was like looking up, and I was like, okay, what what were the what was the reason these these guys were on? So like Washington was the first president, and he was he was an incredibly humble man, as you know he stepped down after two terms of presidency. So I was like, I was thinking St. Peter, but then when I thought of humility, I was like John the Beloved. And he's also like more meaningful to me in a certain sense. Um, John the Beloved was the youngest disciple and he just like, that guy exudes humility. So I would say John the Beloved, very inspired obviously by his gospel and also by um, just his witness within the gospels. The audacity to write of yourself the one, the disciple whom Jesus loved, like that's tight. That's tight. You got a tight relationship with God. And then Second, you speak
0: to humility too, though, but it's like, he did that. It's bold. It's, but it's honest.
1: And, and yeah, continue.
0: I love that. Yeah. No, no, no.
1: That's a great point. Second, Jefferson, Jefferson writes the declaration. He's very focused on the agrarian labor force. He doubles the size of the U S and I was just like, okay, that's definitely St. Paul. And just like with the amount of letters that St. Paul has written, how much he is, you know, the first theologian, really, how much he's defined and shaped my faith, um, how much he writes, how hard of a worker he is, and how he grows the Christian church. I would definitely say John Beloved, then Paul, um, will, be my, will be my number two. Number two. The, th- the third, Abraham Lincoln. Uh, everybody loves him. Public personality, emancipator. Holds the U.S. together in a time of war more modern, I was like JP too, for sure. That man has shaped and defined my life. He fought communism. He was a political powerhouse as much as he was a spiritual one. Um, He emancipated the world through his, uh, through his uh, theology of the body. And he was a public personality, man. I mean, so John Paul II was just like tour de force. So I think that Lincoln was the last one, Teddy Roosevelt, no idea why he was on there. I was like.
0: They just needed someone. like Teddy, my man.
1: <laughs> I was like, he's the only president I know who we call by a nickname. So there's that. And um, I was just thinking uh, Mother Teresa. She's like the only saint who's a saint who like gets, you know, like it's almost like more important to call her Mother Teresa than it is to call her Saint Teresa. I love that idea. But also she's just been a huge seminal figure in my life. Just uh, an incredible challenger in a loving way. I mean, that woman exuded love. And I think, you know, yeah, again, one of the only saints. President, A Teddy, good old Pres Teddy, you know, Saint, you know, I always go back for Saint Teresa of Calcutta, Mother Teresa. And Mother Teresa just seems more to the point, you know. More yeah, I usually
0: point. call her Mama T. I'm like, yeah, Mama yeah. T.
1: Boom. That'd it's be easier. my rush more
0: that's a freaking great Mount Rushmore. Not that you can go wrong, anyone who's listening to this. You can't go wrong. They're the saints. They're the best. But that's a, that's a pretty good one. And lastly, so God willing, Benj, one day you will be a saint. And maybe in the analogs of canonized saints, but maybe just in heaven. What are you going to be the patron saint of?
1: Oh, well, yeah. I would actually love to be the patron saint of anti-porn. You know, I would love that, the porn patron. And I really want to beat out Matt Fred. So if you could please pray for me that if I go to purgatory, I make it through it quicker than him, get canonized sooner, and get the title before he does. Because, like, I don't think there is one, first of all. And then, uh, second of all, like, it's how I met God. You know, it was like, it was the place of desperation. Uh out of sin, where I met God, so I would totally claim that.
0: Are 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 you willing to send this conversation to Matt Fred after after it's published, so you can let him know that he's being replaced?
1: Yeah, send it to him. You know, what? I've wrote I've written a few comments on his YouTube videos too, trying to get him to talk on different topics. He's yet to respond to me. Now I I wrote those comments today, so uh, there's that but I would love like, you know, if we could get some, we could get some publicity. I, I really want him to write on a few topics. So, uh, let's, let's get me out there.
0: Hey, Matt, if if you're listening to this, which you probably won't, but now I will certainly be sending this to you. Um, remember Matt, we've met before. I have a photo of you on my Instagram. So if you could, uh, just act like we're, we're best friends, that would be great. And, uh, understand that Ben just taking that uh, that patron saint title from you. You guys you could also share it. That'd be fine too. It's never bad to have two people. You talked about the need for a a partner in this
1: in this struggle. Yeah he should definitely share it and he should he should make content that I wanted to make.
0: There so, we go.
1: So yeah like let's get that double in there you know.
0: I like it. Yeah so if you could just take a little bit of time off your pints with Aquinas and uh focus a little bit more on the topics that
1: Bench has. Well, that's right. That's right. Thank you, Brendan, saying it as it is.
0: Well, thank you for taking the time this evening to to speak with me. It truly does mean so much. Um, and I think and hope and pray that our our viewership, um, our, listening, our listeners, gained something from this. I, I know I certainly did. Um, and it's just a topic that I think you know, this is the first time, I'm sure, uh, of many times that this will be discussed on this podcast because it's such a real thing and um, it, it, it's such an important topic to talk about. So, thank you so much for, uh, for diving into it with me. I truly appreciate it. And, and it please know of, of, of my prayers uh, for all you at home. Uh, Benj is on his way to joining the servants, right, in, in Colorado.
1: Shifting now, actually, applying to the seminary here in Cincy. Okay, so, never
0: mind. I am breaking news. He's shifting break the news, out. man. I can edit this. The out.
1: vocation game, man. It never stays. You know, you're dating one girl one week and another the next. One guy one month and another the next. We're discerning with one religious community and then another the next. Like, you can't keep track of it all.
0: I, I love to hear it. So, we'll be praying for you. Well, give me a second here this
1: pray that i get accepted right now I'm, i'm pending denial so we'll see or acceptance but denial is more dramatic so
0: if you could pray at home he is pending denial or acceptance with the archdiocese of cincinnati a great diocese regardless of which way you go the lord is happy to have you i'm sure you're doing great work so thank you uh thank you once again and uh As always, we have a sponsor. Today's sponsor is Mike's Harder. Warning, contains alcohol. If you're wondering at home, why does he keep having each episode sponsored by alcohol? Don't worry. It's just what's in my hand. Once again, brought to you by Mike's Harder. Warning, contains alcohol. Thank you. God bless and have a great night.